what the heck is up you guys welcome back to 8020 thank you so much for clicking on today's episode my name is lily i'm your host today's topic has been one that has been on my mind a lot recently and as someone who's been in the social media space for almost five years i've definitely had to it's definitely been a process but i've learned how to create and uphold boundaries in the social media space whether that be for myself or when it comes to like subscribers or followers or even like haters on social media so we're gonna get into all of that today and boundaries has been a highly recommended topic that I talk about so whether that be like boundaries on social media boundaries in your own life friendships relationships whatever that might be this episode is going to be specifically focused on social media but if you enjoy it please let me know by leaving a rate or a review um, and subscribing to the show that really really helps me out and that also helps the show to reach other potential listeners as well so i really appreciate all of your kind feedback or constructive feedback um, and as we'll talk about later in the episode we do not tolerate mean feedback but we'll talk all about that in today's episode Um, But first, I just wanted to kind of give you guys a little bit of a life update, just kind of like how I'm doing. There wasn't a new episode on Monday, and that's because I've just been feeling so overwhelmed, and I just feel like I cannot get into a solid routine. And I know so many of us struggle with that, and I know I like preach the importance of a routine on here, but to be completely transparent with you guys, I have been struggling the past couple weeks honestly summer's really tricky to stick to a routine because I feel like everybody's kind of always coming and going and there's a lot going on and I feel like no one has structure in the summertime so like I just know that I'm not alone on this but I can't help feeling like I'm the only person out there who is struggling with feeling like I just don't have my shit together And that's obviously something that I have to like deal with personally, but I actually started my senior year of college today also. So like that's been like another stress in my life, but I know that now with classes starting, I'm definitely getting back into a routine. Also, my boyfriend was visiting for 10 days and I dropped him off the at the airport this morning so like obviously I just feel like someone like reached down my esophagus and like ripped my heart out. So I've been dealing with that all day today. And there's just been a lot going on in the world. Yeah, there's just been a lot on my heart and a lot on my mind recently. So I apologize for not um, being as, you know, on it as I usually am with these episodes. I think that creativity comes and goes in waves. I think that productivity comes and goes in waves. And we just have to ride the wave. I guess on a more positive note, I've been trying to pull myself out of this funk today. And I thought that I would give you guys just a couple tips and tricks of things that I've done today to help make me feel better. And the first thing at the top of that list is getting off of social media. My feed right now is just flooded with the good, the bad, the ugly, kind of a hodgepodge of random things that I don't necessarily need to see or hear. To be completely honest with you guys, the last thing I needed today was to be sitting on my phone and scrolling social media, 
when I really needed to be focusing on myself and my mental health because when you hop online, it's so easy to just get wrapped up in whatever happens to pop up on your feed. It tends to become a form of procrastination, just mindlessly scrolling past whatever happens to be there, when in reality, we should be doing other things to help make us feel better when we're having a bad day or an off day or like a funky day. And so today I tried to stay off my phone as much as I possibly could. I put on a chillin' meditation from the Mimi Method app, which is actually changing over to Superhuman, which is really cool. Um, the day that I'm recording this is the day that Mimi Bouchard, I guess, released the new branding and the new name for her new app. Like it used to be Mimi Method. And then by the time that you guys are listening to this, it'll probably be Superhuman. I think she said that it comes out on Friday. But anyway, super pumped to like see her new app and explore it and everything. But I put on a chillin' meditation, which was so nice. I just cleaned my room. I washed my sheets. I did my laundry. I picked up my office a little bit just to kind of make myself feel a little bit more organized. I feel like when your space is chaotic, then your life also becomes chaotic. So I picked up my space a little bit. I read about 10 pages of my book. I worked out. And then I took a shower and listened to a couple good podcasts. I cooked a yummy lunch, a nutritious meal. I think that when you're feeling sad, one of the best things that you can do for yourself is cook a nutritious meal because I know that it's so easy to just like reach for like a cookie or something, but food can completely alter your mood and if you eat well you're gonna feel good and if you eat bad you're not gonna feel good and you guys already know that I talk about that all the time on the show but cooking a delicious lunch was definitely a top priority for me and then I finally sat down on my computer and I was like okay I think I'm ready to work today I think that social media can be a really beautiful place to make connections with others to create a platform to have some sort of community but there are also equally if not more bad aspects of social media and the top one I think would be the fact that you're only seeing bits and pieces of people's lives and not the entire picture. I think a really good example of this is like my sophomore year of college. I posted YouTube videos like three or four times a week I posted on Instagram all the time. I looked like I was having the time of my life, but in reality, I was struggling so hard to the point where I transferred colleges and nobody had any idea. There were actually a couple subscribers that were like, hey, I kind of noticed that like you weren't really being your true authentic self, but a lot of people had no idea. They were like, oh, this is such a surprise. We had no idea that you were thinking about transferring. It's like, well, of course you didn't because I didn't post about it. Since then, I think people have become a lot more open to sharing the good and the bad aspects of life on social media. But it's pretty much always just been like you post the good stuff and you keep quiet about the hard stuff or else it just seems like you're complaining. And I still kind of feel that way sometimes. I've been trying a lot more to like show authentic in the moment type moments, but it is still really hard to do that because not everybody who follows you is there because they want to support and uplift you. Some people are there to look for those moments when you are vulnerable and then they go in for the kill, you know? So it's just such an interesting spot to be in, especially from the perspective of a content creator. And it's kind of crazy because when I meet people, it's almost as if 
I don't know. It's such a weird dynamic because like they know so much about me, but I know like their username and their profile picture and that's it. Like I do kind of stalk you guys, especially people who interact with me pretty frequently. Like there are some people who I probably could pick out of a crowd, but for the most part, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's weird, right? That you know so much about me, but I know nothing about you. And that's where I struggle in social media because I want to be able to make genuine connections with people, but how do you do that? So I don't know, it's so strange. I guess the point that I'm trying to get at is that you don't see all aspects of everybody's life, so you can't truly judge someone or get to know someone based on like the 15 minute vlog that they post or the three to four Instagram stories that they posted that day or like the two reels that they post a week or whatever because you're not getting the full picture, you're just getting what they've wanted you to see and it's not like content creators don't try to show all aspects of life it's just that it is impossible to show all aspects of life and even if they show the good days and the bad days you're not gonna show everything you know i mean even like the vogue videos that are like spend 24 hours with so-and-so it's eight minutes of a video and the whole time it's light outside they don't film at night it's not actually 24 hours like come on so that's just something to be aware of and it kind of encourages you to proceed with caution when you're online because you don't really know exactly what everybody else is going through. And I think that when we talk about setting boundaries, the most important thing to remember is that yes, you are allowed to set boundaries when it comes to things like social media. There's no reason not to set boundaries when it comes to social media. I made a vague list of my social media boundaries. I wrote down like five or six, but I feel like more will kind of pop up or I'll kind of stray from these points a little bit. I already know that I will, but let's go ahead and talk about my boundaries with social media, why I created them, and how I uphold them. The first boundary that I've set, which seems kind of obvious, but is actually really hard when your job is to literally post your entire life, um, is to only go on social media and post on social media on my own terms when I want to. I start to get stressed out and I start to feel really anxious when I haven't posted in a few days. And it's the weirdest freaking feeling. Like, yes, I'm still around, but it's almost as if you have to post to stay relevant. And that's really, really freaking hard to deal with. It kind of got to a point in like March or April this past year where I felt like I was showing almost too much of my life, like oversharing. And it became so overwhelming to the point where I just stopped posting on YouTube for months. And even still, I only post like a couple times a month because I just do not have the capacity to share as much as I once did. And I don't know if that's like me just growing and kind of like outgrowing a space that I used to love um, or just this boundary kind of fell into place naturally because I felt like I had to post all the time in order to stay relevant which just is not true at all because the people who watch my videos if you guys are listening to the podcast you obviously enjoy my content in some way shape or form and that's what really matters to me. I don't want to just do it for the numbers, do it for the views, do it for the stats, do it for the analytics, because that means nothing at the end of the day if you're not providing value to people and if they're not genuinely gaining something from your content or learning something or even just being flat out entertained from your content. Like, there's no point 
if there's no point, then there's no point. Does that even make any sense? So anyway, I kind of just got to a point where I was like, I need to be okay with not posting. So I stopped posting for a while and now I just try to post on my own terms. I vlog when I feel inspired to vlog, when I have something fun, exciting to share. I post on Instagram when I feel compelled to. Um, I don't use TikTok because that platform is incredibly just not not good for my mental health. Um, so I deleted TikTok like, I don't know, long time ago. But yeah, YouTube and Instagram are pretty much my top priorities and obviously like my health coaching business is before that and the podcast is before those two as well. So I just have other priorities than social media, which has also been really helpful, um, allowing me to take a step back because I know that I'm relevant in other spaces that don't require me to constantly feel like I'm intruding on my own life, if that even makes any sense. Next boundary that I set for myself was, and this was a boundary from the very, very beginning, um, everything that I posted had to be fueled by love and light and positivity. And I wanted to make sure that every Instagram post, every Instagram story, every YouTube video, every whatever I put out was with good, positive, inspiring intentions. I want my social media pages to reflect who I am as a person and only contribute and add value to people's lives rather than take away or add negativity to people's lives because that there there's just too much of that out there there's there's too many people like that out there there's too many pages like that out there most media outlets are like that so i just wanted to be a place online that people could come to and actually feel good next boundary is that i try my best to keep myself from mindlessly scrolling and this is a learned skill, I will admit. Um, and some days are easier than others, but it's so easy to just mindlessly scroll, right? If you guys have ever seen the documentary, um, The Social Dilemma on Netflix, I think that everybody should watch it because it's like the creators of Google and Facebook and Instagram all coming together and being like, we created this beast and we had no idea, you know, when we started, but we've created a monster and now it's just kind of as like a mind of its own. One of the, I think he worked at maybe Google, or one of the founders of Instagram. I'm not quite sure, but um, he made a really good analogy and he said that it's almost like a slot machine in Vegas. And when you log on, you refresh your feed to see what pops up just to get that like, I don't know, he said that it's the same chemical in your brain as like gambling and you refresh the feed to see what you get. And then you refresh the feed again to see what you get. And you just want more. And it's it's truly addictive. So I try to keep myself from mindlessly scrolling because then I just go down a rabbit hole and it's it's not good for anybody. Next boundary, and this might be controversial, but only if you are one to leave hate comments, um, is that I delete or remove and block anyone who leaves negativity on my page. And before you say that like I'm censoring like free speech or whatever, first off, wake up and look around. The social media platforms are the ones censoring free speech, but we're not going to get into that today. I heard an analogy that was like, people who leave hate comments are essentially walking into your house, taking a shit on your carpet, and then leaving. I was like, that's pretty much how I would describe a hate comment. And like, people telling me that like, they don't like my new haircut, and that I'm really ugly, like, I don't need that negativity on my page, why would I leave it there? Because then it just 
gives other people the opportunity to piggyback off of that and be like, yeah, her hair actually does suck. She's super ugly. And then people just totally start jumping to all these other conclusions. It's It creates so much unnecessary drama. I went through a phase where I used to not delete hate comments because I was like, oh, you know, they're just giving feedback or whatever. But I just started to really beat myself up about it. Like I wouldn't stop thinking about it because like I knew that it was up there and I just worried about like what everybody else would say to that person. And I was like, you know what? It's not worth the stress. It's not worth my time and energy. And now I just delete it and I don't even think about it. And I've grown a pretty thick skin like being online for the past five years. I've really heard it all at this point. Like there's nothing that you could comment that would actually hurt me. Um, but I just delete it and remove and remove it because I don't need that negative energy on my page. And there's clearly something wrong with the person leaving the comment and nothing wrong with me. One thing that I will add to that as well is there is a humongous difference between hate comments and constructive criticism. And I will take constructive criticism any day of the week, like 25-8, if you have something constructive to tell me a way that I could improve upon the podcast or a video or whatever it might be, then I will definitely take that into consideration. But I will not take comments about like my appearance, my personality, that you don't like me because I'm ugly. Like that's not constructive criticism. That is hateful and those get blocked and deleted. Kind of piggybacking off of that, I actually turned YouTube comments off because I just started to get so overwhelmed. Like I mentioned kind of back in the spring, um, I really didn't follow my own boundaries with social media and I would just get so worked up over what people would say about my life. And if you guys have been following me or following my story for a while, you know that I've, hopefully you can tell that I've just grown so much as a person since gosh, it's like two years ago now is when I started my sophomore year. And that's when I was like pumping out so much college content. And that's when my subscriber base on YouTube grew the most. And then when I moved home, people were like, oh, well, you're not doing what you used to do. And then I just started getting all kinds of negative feedback based on the fact that I wasn't really following the typical college path, which I didn't expect. I thought that people wouldn't be happy for me. Um, and granted, like a lot of people were, but then you'd get people that were like, oh, I missed your college vlogs. And I was like, but I don't like I was so depressed and anxious that whole semester. I do not miss that at all. And it's like, yeah, they were probably talking about like the vlog itself. It would just bring me back to like that feeling that I felt when I was at my lowest. And so up until like the spring when I decided to, to just turn comments off, like I would keep getting comments like that. Or I would get comments that were like, when are you going to move out of your parents' house? Like, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? And first off, there's nowhere for me to go. Like, look around. There's nowhere for me to go. Where, where would I go? And if you are familiar with the Ocean City area, you would know that there's no like apartments. Like some people who like live in the town that they grew up in, they like live in an apartment like, down the street from their parents' house. But, like, there's no apartments in this town. Like, you either own a house or you own a condo or you rent a condo. And I'm like, what a waste of money. Like, I just do not see, like, that's just a financial, that's like flushing money down the toilet, in, in my opinion. To me, that just feels like a stupid financial decision. And once I graduate in the spring, 
Um, it'll be me and Sam going wherever he gets a job. Probably I'm going to do my social media. I'm going to do my health coaching and I'm not opposed to getting like another job, like something that's super flexible. I would love to work at a spin studio. I think that that would be so much fun. Um, so like a cycle bar, soul cycle, whatever. Um, like front desk, I'm down. Instructor, I'm down. I just want to like be involved in like some sort of community. So I'm definitely going to look for an opportunity to work hopefully in like the fitness industry, wherever we end up moving to. Back to the comments that I would get people, people would be like, when are you going to move out of your parents' house? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Just questioning decisions that I was not necessarily 100% confident in at the time and having people question what I was doing when I too was questioning it was really, really hard for me. So I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm just turning off comments. I turned off comments for every video that I've ever posted this year and it has been such a stress reliever for me. I've never felt more confident in my entire life than I do today and that's just because I've been protecting my peace and protecting my energy um, and protecting the content that I produce as well. So I feel super good in that decision, which kind of brings me into the next boundary um, is that people can talk to me over DM. And I was like, DMs are such a cool freaking place to be. I'm always chatting with you guys in the DMs. If you've ever contacted me, you know that. Um, and I just love talking to you guys. I love making that genuine connection. And it's just so much more meaningful to actually have a conversation with you than it is to like interact with you on like a comment. I don't know. I just feel like it's more personal in DMs and I love chatting with you guys there. But a boundary that I've set in DMs is that if someone DMs me like anything weird, I just block it automatically. That kind of goes back to like blocking and deleting people that are negative. Um, but also if people don't have a profile picture or have like obviously a spam account that they've DM'd me from, I typically don't respond. And granted, it depends on the message that they send, but if I get like weird vibes from the message or if it's just not a account that's clearly a real account, I typically don't respond. I just think that it's weird and kind of silly to DM someone or comment on someone's stuff from like a spam account like why don't like why are you hiding but what's there to hide so if you like don't have any followers or don't have a profile picture or, or have some really weird username i'm probably not going to respond and i do like tap your account like if you dm me like i'll probably tap on your account and, like try to stalk you a little bit like in a good way but i'm just like just checking you out you know this kind of goes off with the spam account thing but if you're following me and you're clearly a spam account I just remove. It messes with engagement rates on my social media. So you'll get like weird accounts that are like follow for follow dot zero 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 one or something stupid like that. And I'm like, okay, this is just dumb. Like you're just spam. So I just remove them because they're obviously not real people. So I don't want them on my page, nor do I care about the number. I just care if they're like actually real people enjoying my content. Um, so I delete those people just because I think that it's so healthy to cleanse your space, whether that be online or in person, you just got to have um, a space filled with positive people who love you and want the best for you. And I also unfollow people who mess with my peace or whose content I just don't enjoy anymore or who just don't contribute positively to my life. I unfollow those people as well. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of 8020. If you enjoyed it, please let me know by dropping a rate and a review. This helps more people just like you find and listen to the show. Don't forget to follow me, Lily, on Instagram. My username is at LilyRako, that's L-I-L-Y-R-A-K-O-W, and follow the podcast Instagram page as well, which is 8020pod, that's 8020pod on Instagram. New episodes of 8020 go live every Monday and Thursday, or subscribe to stay up to date with the latest. Thank you.